Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When I was like four, five, six, I was like, what is this feeling? So sudden and new. <laughs> I felt the moment I watched Alex Mack. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It is season three, and it is me, Eric Williams. I'm so happy to be back in your gay ass motherfucking ears. Ah, oh, it feels good. This week we have Marla Mendel of Off-Broadway's Titanic, the hit show that is receiving all the buzz in the New York Times and beyond. I've also been a fan of her since I was a literal, trashy, closeted teenager in St. Louis, Missouri. So we dive into that in addition to her starring role in Titanic and also her Broadway escapades. Um, I want to say that if you were at the live show in LA uh, two weeks ago, thank you. It was literally perfection and, dare I say... A goddamn hit. I cannot wait to do it again. I'm already uh, discussing with venues for the next show in LA in addition to a New York date. And don't worry, the other cities are gonna come. I just gotta manifest and figure it out. So in the break since last October, when wait, that's not true, when did this podcast end? December, Jesus. Since December, I've gone to be on amazing podcasts. I just did Sloppy Seconds with Meatball and Big Dipper, a dream come true if you haven't listened to that one yet. And if you are listening to That's a Gay Ass Podcast from those girls, welcome, you fucking slut. My faggotrinis are here. And it feels so good. But with that being said, I've had such a nice break. I've had um, also mental illness. But that's just another Thursday. We're going to get into this episode with Marla Mendel. I ask her not only about Jew shit, Titanic shit. I also ask her about doing the literal Sister Act musical on Broadway. And who she would play if they made a Sister Act 2 Broadway musical. From my theater fagotrinis, um, I do ask her about working with Laura Osnes. <laughs> How could I not? I'm a slut for Druma. We're going to get into this episode. Make sure you follow at Gay Ass Podcast. And if you want me to bring the show to your city, I don't know, send me a slutty, flirty DM. Have I said slutty a lot in this intro? Anyway, this is the episode, and welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast.
Marla Mandel is on the season premiere of That's a Gay Ass oh. Podcast, season three. And the reason why I have chosen this episode to start is because this is a very big deal for me and my family. Marla, thank you for coming on. You are the moment. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. The season premiere. Yeah, I must be the moment. You are, and you is, and you was. And um, you will be. I will say that the reason why this is an interesting uh, conundrum for me, Marla Mandel, is that I have not only been a fan of yours for an embarrassing amount of time, but I'm also <laughs> friends with your sister. That, to oh, me, right. okay. um, right, right, right. there's a bit of a uh, mental gymnastics I do, because like you are a real person, but also I've been watching you on YouTube since like a too young of an age. What do you say to that? Uh, I'm very old. I say <laughs> that I must be <laughs> you so say old. Elder. No, <laughs> I'm, not at I'm all. Elder. I think we're, I think we're not that far apart in age. It's just like, it just so happened that I was your target audience watching YouTube videos in high school. And then Correct. I went to college like a second after you were there and the rest is history. So thank you for coming <laughs> on. And by the way, we need to give a public shout out to Lisa, your stunning sister, who is a star. Oh, who is a star, but also was like, see a musical theater. I'm off to be a financial advisor and make so much more money than everybody else. <laughs> Which, again, star, because why star. did we choose? And I was like, don't worry, you you can manage my money. LOL, LOL, LOL. I have none. <laughs> Turns out you're like, actually, can I borrow yeah. yours? Yes, exactly. Um, well, that does bring up, because if I ever have a Jewess uh, on this gay-ass podcast, as a Jewish myself, um, we need to ask the first important question, which is Marla Mandel. Do you feel comfortable telling me your bat mitzvah theme? Oh my gosh, I did not have a bat mitzvah theme because that because I am a poor Jewess. That is one thing sure. that is a constant theme in my life and my family. Grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, was the poorest Jewish family of all of them. So wow. the only theme that I remember is that I was conser- I was a conservative Jew. I had pneumonia. <gasps> I Yes, I was davening. during your bat mitzvah. During my bat mitzvah, I had full blown pneumonia. I davened away for three hours with a hoarse voice, which you know, for a singer, for a thirteen year old bat mitzvah diva singer, that was my worst nightmare. I thought that I looked absolutely incredible, where <laughs> I had like I had like a little ringlet curl, like a single sure. ringlet, an updo. I had to have my shoulders covered because it was conservative, as you know. Um, but so would you do like a, a full fur shawl? It was just like, it was a suit jacket. I was like, oh, it, it was like a businesswoman special, except I was 13 years old with pneumonia. <laughs> 13 going on 50. Yeah. Going on um, 50. Yeah. 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 Wait, what was Lisa's? Lisa's theme. She didn't also did not have a theme, but her hair, we all had hair themes and hers was butterfly clips. Like that was the moment. So, you, you know, like when you had just like a little tiny, I oh, wouldn't call them cornrows. They, they weren't cornrows because that's appropriation, but they were something equally as offensive because they had butterfly clips. And my sister Olivia and I thought that she looked absolutely gorgeous. So listen, you might not have had a theme, but you were telling hair stories and one yeah. might argue that that's even more powerful. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. Were you a bat mitzvah singer Jewess that wanted to add vibrato to your Torah portion? 1000%. Were yes. you able to pull it out even through the, the pneumonia? I, I, I definitely was. And I, I was, I knew that I was riffing too. Cause you know how they no, all, you have not to like read yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. sure, sure, sure. You know, they have a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I was like working and serving my Torah portion. <laughs> she came Whilst, to slay and yeah. Otto Noy said. Yeah, she slayed. Yeah. And Otto Noy said, work. 
<laughs> God, I hope God's and gay. I work. Oh, yeah. Do you think God is gay? Well, God is a woman, so I wouldn't be surprised if God was also. I hope God is gay. Oh, then why would he create hom- or he, she, they would create homophobes? Because she has a great true. sense of I humor. Think- She's hilarious, and yeah. I feel like her type is like Bulldyke. Like God is a woman who is gay and is like l- wears like a long dress, tells Love. many hair stories, but also is a bit of a conniver, which is why we have world disasters and war. <laughs> She's a slut I for drama, it. and that's why she creates poverty. She's a slut for drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah. so so let let me then let me just tell you why. This is a big deal for me. I really, I've interviewed some gorgeous, amazing people, and it's rare that I feel any sort of butterfly. Speaking of the clips, I just, but for you, there's like a, um, it's, it's right now I'm communicating with my 17 year old self, which was in a very different worldview. Sure. And so the video, I think that was my entree. And let's keep in mind again, I was auditioning for schools for musical theater as well. And so I saw the CCM clips of yours and I, I was also seeing the Michigan was ones. I was seeing the Carnegie Mellon ones and you had a video with you and your gorgeous voice teacher where you are singing the man that got away. And I'm hearing belt. I'm hearing (laughs) legit. I'm hearing. Did it go to your head when you knew that you were getting all of these views and these teenagers that were slurping over your voice? (laughs) At the time, yes. I was like, I'm 23. YouTube just came out. I'm so fierce. And then Natalie Weiss came out. And I was like, oh, okay. Here we go. Second place. (laughs) Wait, I never thought (laughs) about the Marla Madonna Natalie Weiss conundrum. Oh, oh my gosh. We came out at the exact same time. It was so, I mean, talk about slut for drama. She followed me into a tasty delight when we were 23. We had never met before, but we knew who each other, we knew who we were via social media. This is like when it first came out. She follows me into a tasty delight on 46 and 9th. My petty slut for drama ass was like, I'm going to pretend like I don't know her. And I didn't go up to her and I walked right out. (laughs) Love her to death. (laughs) Love her to death. Love her to death. But she followed you in and you said, who? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not not playing into this. She was being so loud with a friend. She came in with a a little fellow gay. They were being so loud. They kept looking over and I was like, hee hee hee. I'm I'm taking my vanilla ice cream and I'm walking out of this joint. (laughs) Please tell me that the, the the time you actually met her, you still pretended like you didn't know her. No, I mean, I, I became much kinder and I actually love her to death. I've never told her that story. I don't think I've ever said that story out loud to anyone on a podcast. So if she Exclusive. hears this, Natalie, I'm so sorry, but you could say that I walked so Natalie could sing and Miranda Sings could really sing. <laughs> and no, Miranda <laughs> Sings could I am. make money. That's yeah. what Miranda's, that's the thing is like, I feel like there's no shortage of talent in the world, but there is a shortage of people like your sister who can actually take paths that make money. And yeah. I find that Miranda Sings took that path. She took the path. She took the path. I'm honestly, and I'm, I'm so here for it and go off and make that money, yeah. make those millions. She had, yeah. a, she had a gimmick and she capitalized on that. And gotta get a gimmick and gotta, gotta get, a, get a gimmick. She did both. <laughs> Do you know what she, you know what's so funny to me is that you also, and of course we'll get into Titanic, but like I'm obsessed that you had a feature in Forbes magazine and then you posted like, LOL, I'm still poor and I'm in Forbes magazine. <laughs> I find that to be really, really refreshing to see that honesty. Oh yeah. You know, and what's really funny is that Lisa wrote me, my sister, and she was like, what's so ironic is that I'm the financial advisor and you are in <laughs> Forbes before me. And I was like, well, what's ironic is I'm still poor. That's a constant theme in my life. Hopefully one day I'll have some money to show for myself. But you should have, you should be drowning in it right now. I just, I find <laughs> that 
I find that there is a disconnect with you know, like people like look up celebrities and then there's postings like their net worth is twenty eight trillion dollars and they yeah. talk to the actual person. They're like, I do not i'm renting like whatever it is i feel like there is going to be a time and it of course should be yesterday where what people's vision of you which is i'm see you owning the palm springs house and the new york pied-a-terre and the boo 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 (laughs) and like listen it's just it's you deserve and that brings me to a question which is when you do inevitably reach the cover of forbes because you are one of the only (laughs) Broadway comedy TV writers to, to to be a millionaire. One of the only Broadway, the only Broadway. <laughs> You're the first Broadway person to reach a, a, a actual net worth of one million. One million dollars. Um, and, and let's say you grow that wealth by investing in Wicked, then you um, grow that wealth to be able to purchase property. Where is the first place you purchase? And this like, and you can get a nice home. I'm not talking about like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel but i'm saying like you have money to buy a place in a great spot in la new york elsewhere where and what do you buy i i buy here i buy a loft all i ever want i listen i don't need a lot you know what i mean like i don't need real housewives money but if i could have a beautiful loft somewhere in brooklyn in like park slope that would be or or williamsburg lol even though i'm 20 years too old to live there but or East Village, like I know, I'm like I, I'm listing very lame places, but it, it, they've no. just been dreams of mine. If and if I, it ain't broke, uh, yeah, right, exactly. If I could have a loft in New York City, a, a small loft to call my own, that would be my dream achieved. That's all I've we ever. Don't wanted. ask for much. We I don't just even need. Want... I don't need multiple homes. You know, I just want. Some place in New York to call my own because sure. mortgages now. I look, I'm a street easy whore. I look at street easy literally every single day and I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Another home I can't buy. But mortgages now are, are less expensive than rent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you something. I can my, barely afford um, my rent. <laughs> well, and who can? Here's no, the deal I, it's is crazy. that my husband is someone who likes to put, in, in a beautiful way, he likes to put things up on his social media about like, different big moments in our lives and one moment now is we are people who aspire to one day own a house and we we were living in new york for a long time now we're in la which of course is lol will we ever be able to live here and buy a house however we got pre-approved for an amount that in any other city would be like you know we'd be fine but in la it is so tough and now we've looked at a couple places already and I like that he is, you know, letting the world know, but he's, he, it's also now people are like, you're looking at a house and now they think that we are the people that right. are the first Broadway millionaires. <laughs> However, it feels so dark sided because how are we supposed to have a base level of life niceness and, but not be making $2 billion a year? I just don't understand how people do it. Oh yeah, it's it's wild. I have two friends, uh, uh, Ryan and Jonathan. They live in Los Angeles. When they were looking for a home, they said that they would exit the home and two soulless gay robots that looked exactly like them would enter the home with inevitably more money. <laughs> so oh they God. ended up then- they ended up finding a home in Echo Park, but they said it was just like it was crazy. Well, mazel to them for getting one at Echo Park because we love the location. And by the way, I do know exactly who you're referring to, Ryan O'Connell from the incredible show special on Netflix, which I devoured. And um, wait, what's the status on the show? Is there is there a status? 
the status is he was like, he was like, I'm done. <laughs> he, he didn't, he just didn't think that there was anything more to tell in his story. So after yeah. two seasons, it was, it was done, which is great. I love, I mean, not financially, but I love a two season moment to be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going out while I'm ahead. And so. And you, you'd rather do that than be like begging for something that like you're not sure exactly. people are going to give. Yeah. That's a power. And also, move. it was so successful that he's just like, he's off and running. He's selling movie scripts. He's selling books. Like he is a prolific entertainer. Entertainer who happens to be <laughs> fucking hot as hell and yes. is a um, hopeful guest on That's a Guy's podcast in the future. So we're going to oh, manifest yeah. that. Season four premiere. Um, Season four premiere, Ryan O'Connell. <laughs> so then let us go into a, oh my God, a wow. segment. Do you hear that? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> oh, that was my... Oh, good. There's somebody at my door. <laughs> I'm just going to take you to the door for a second. <laughs> take me to the door. Is she getting a package? She's getting a package. I only buy things off of Amazon now because I have no time to do anything. Listen, when she's doing 15 shows a week. I'm I'm uh, the grandparents from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I literally am in bed all day long. I rise from my grave and my coffin to do a show. I do not have time to go to CVS, so I order everything off of Amazon. Which listen, I that this is something that I've talked about before is that theater actors my long story short is that i did theater for a while and I, then i was trying to do more of the comedy tv film thing which is probably why i'm in la now and i never worked harder than when i was doing shows and felt like i was n- never being paid less than i deserved i just sure you know what like like i just feel like the theater is the hardest job hardest. <laughs> and it is so I can only imagine the Willy Wonka lifestyle because you're also <laughs> belting your tits off. And so that being said, I do why don't we go into the Titanic of it all? I want to ask you a question, which is that you guest bartended on Watch What Happens Live when you were promoting uh Titanic, which I think is a very big bucket list for any gay person, but just like any yeah, person absolutely. in general. Yeah. Um, the first question was, um, Constantine, who plays Jack in Titanic, a total hottie, um, did he get a chance to fuck Andy Cohen? <laughs> I don't think so. But maybe Andy wants to. He was definitely paying a lot of attention to Connie. Connie gets so much attention from literally everyone. Um, Is he single? He's single. Ladies that are listening to this podcast. Ladies, <laughs> listen, if you want a hunky off-Broadway star... With get, the biggest I mean, ass sh- on off-Broadway. Oh, God. Wow, I live with him, resounding. too. You can probably hear this conversation. We live together. We are okay, non-sexual even better. What, life partners. Yeah. When's that sitcom coming out? Two gay best friends yes. are doing an off-Broadway hit show, <laughs> living together in New York. Maybe that's a little too meta, but No, listen. it is. Listen, it's Will and Grace, just financially unstable. Okay, well, then that brings up a, a follow-up question, which is that you've heard all the controversy with the real friends of WeHo, and all the gays are pissed and hating this reality show about gay men, including Todrick Hall. If, if someone came up to you and said, I want to film a reality show about fabulous people in New York City, and yes. you had to get out of your Willy Wonka bed, yes, would you yes, say yes? Yes, a thousand times yes. It is my greatest dream to be on a reality TV show. Is that crazy? What do you play? No, not at all. I just want to know your archetype. Are you going to be the villain? Are you going to be the voice of the audience? Are you going to be the funny friend? I feel like I'm going to... Well, they all have the same archetype. They start out as a funny friend who seems sober. 
and then they spiral into alcoholism. So that's definitely my journey. And yeah, when yeah, they yeah. become alcoholics, they become really mean. And then inevitably yeah, yeah, they yeah. get kicked off the show because they're desperate yeah. for a storyline. That's definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. me. 1,000%. Okay, I'm here. I'm yeah, here. I, I am Dorinda. Clip. Clip. You know what? All yeah, you yeah, people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you're like, I used to be on Broadway. And then it becomes yeah, yeah, yeah. like we see like a very um, Sunset Boulevard almost yeah. where you yes. sort of become the Dorinda of yeah. Sunset Boulevard. Um, I see that for you. Okay, so then the next question is, you, for Titanic, you, Constantine, and Alex Ellis, you said you were, I've, I've watched so many interviews, and I, I'm I'm going to New York uh, next month, and I'm dying and planning on seeing Titanic, and so I'm loving that the show was, quote, started as a ratchet theater, <laughs> sorry, sorry, you talked about doing the show at a, quote, ratchet theater in LA, and then you sat on the idea for years, and now yeah. it's become this, what, everyone is saying is a cult hit it's crazy. does it fe- do, when you first and i know you said this in interviews like when the idea first came up did you actually think that it would not go anywhere or anywhere or did deep down you were like oh like it's giving um who what the real uh, erica jane going i'm gonna give the gays everything they want did any part <laughs> of you be like this is this is no. it no I, no, I, I operate from a, a place of deep pessimism, <laughs> mm-hmm. not even like practicality, just being like, no, when, when we were doing Ratchet Dinner Theater and Constantine had the idea, it was like, it was over a glass of wine. He was like, we're going to do Titanic next at this dinner theater. It's going to be all Celine Dion songs. Marla, you're going to be Celine. At the time I was like, he, 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 cool, 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 tight, tight, tight. Never, ever going to happen. There's no way. There's no way. And we sat on the idea for two years and then Ty Blue, who is the director of, of Titanic and he was directing these shows at dinner theater. He was like, I think that, I think that there's an idea there. I think there's something there. And so we literally just, we were unemployed actors. I'm, I have the same trajectory as you. I did Broadway shows. I found success in it, but I was like, I've never worked harder. This, I don't have weekends. I don't have holidays. I want to be a TV writer. I want to mm-hmm. be a Tina Fey, a Rachel Bloom. Get me out of this business. And so I was sitting on my ass for eight years in, in Los Angeles being an aspiring writer and pitching and selling things. Nothing was, uh, eventuating. And so mm-hmm. this was the only thing I had and it was for fun. So the fact that now six years later, it has gone from just doing pop-up concerts to getting producers attached to going to the asylum, to transferring to a show, to being on Watch What Happens and and New York Times and all these profiles, it is out of this world insane to me. Yeah. Well, I think it proves also that as long as you are creating and following your bliss, you have zero idea of what's actually going to take and you can't let the the fuck up, like the, the nose and the nothing coming to fruition to stop a fucking funny idea that you want to do because then you, you, you might be at the fucking Daryl Roth Theater living your dream. I do want to... There's so many faggotrinis who are like, take it to Broadway. Marla Mandel, what do you say when people ask if it's going to go to Broadway and do you think it should or do you, what? what's the answer Absolutely. that you give it? I think it should. Absolutely, I want to go to Broadway. I mean, it listen. It should. It should. Why not? There's no offense. Like, there's a lot of not great stuff out there. And there's a lot of incredible stuff out there. But I think based on the the hype that we've gotten, the reviews, the press that we've gotten, I hope that it's inevitable. I would love that. I mean, that is my ultimate dream. Obviously, this yeah. is a dream as well. But like, now I'm aspiring. We've gotten here. I'm like, well, what's stopping us from world domination mm-hmm. and from yes. 
even a limited run would be amazing. You know what I mean? Like, let's do it like the bring it on way. Let's do yeah. it. You know, come in. Remember that? Like, come in for like six weeks on like a oh, larger tour. I do. Why not? Why not? I would did love. Did I see bring I it on in that. that limited run on Broadway? Of course I did. Of course Was I, I did. Shredding my cord that they basket tossed people and then apparently were having fights backstage. Yes, oh, I did because love. none of them had done a show before. Ooh, yes. messy. By the <laughs> by, I do feel like if we may continue manifesting that, don't you think the West End is a Titanic like oh. Wonderland? Those oh. fucking Brits love a camp fest. They're gonna be weeping, laughing as they I, sing with God. you. God, no, I, I mean that's what that's. What what everyone says. I think, look, I don't believe anything until a contract is signed, but I think that that mm-hmm. is within the realm of possibility. I'm, I'm going to manifest yes. that and put that into the universe. I think that this, this incarnation at the Daryl Roth is literally only the beginning of what I'm hoping is world domination. <laughs> yes. I'm breathing this in so hard and yes, so thank happy you. for you. Manifest just, it. Like, manifest which brings me to let's manifest the next question and the biggest question of this gay ass podcast marla mandel whose fault is it that you're gay (laughs) who do we blame babe oh we blame nick at night we blame nick at night do you remember nick at night of course okay okay great i know i'm completely dating myself you we blame gilligan's island we blame we really blame bewitched that is when i knew something was up (laughs) <laughs> you with them um, some... elizabeth elizabeth montgomery i knew something was up yeah, with yeah. samantha from bewitched is samantha canonically queer i don't well it seems like kind of a campy queer show you know like a witch yeah, that yeah, just like, twitches her nose and like magic happens yeah uh Which get smart mar- one might say that oh yeah 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 like all of those ladies from the old sitcoms when i was like four five six i was like what is this feeling so sudden and new <laughs> I felt the moment I watched Alex Mack. Um, <laughs> did you were 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 you a um, Clarissa explains it all? Like what Loved. were? In fact, get this. This is a good one. My father is a composer for musical theater. He unfortunately gave me <laughs> the bug that is having to do this for a living. And Oy. he was doing a, a a regional production of his show, or he was trying to get one of his shows up. And is it Ferguson? From Clarissa Explains It All was oh, going yeah, to yeah, play yeah. a part. So Ferguson Dar- Ferguson Darling, is that, that his last name? Comes over to our town home, not even a real home, town home in Bucks County, Pennsylvania and spends the day with us. And Lisa and I were like, this is, it was like if Harry Styles dropped in on your townhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and just, then he wrote the, us like the a, camera a note. cuts to the outside of the townhouse. Yeah. You only hear screaming. He wrote you yeah. a note. He wrote it like, thank you so much for like letting me inside your home and like spending the day. It was like, and I think we still have it. We cherished it. Again, it was like it was like Harry Styles of the nineties. The Harry Styles of the nineties spent time in your town home, and that is <laughs> the the long name of your autobiography. <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with that story because that and also, honestly, that era, I feel like there was somewhat of like an innocence, but also underneath it was a charged sexuality like if i might go to boy meets world oh my god for me there was something about like Corey, the nerdy and i'm assuming jewish lead and i i saw the curls and i wondered what it would feel like to have my hand on top of them type of vibes like i feel i just (laughs) there was like this i think because of the innocence of the era it created more space in our brains for the nasty thoughts to come in oh yeah i think i was it topanga in Boy Meets World? Topanga. Even yeah. I thought Topanga oh. was fucking like the ultimate woman. She, cause oh. she, she was so hot. 
She was so hot and so so womanly. Is so hot. So womanly. And yeah, she was in the show, like what this like high school talk about 13 going on 50. Yeah, exactly. But she like, she had the curves (laughs) of a woman who saw war. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Yes. It was all of those shows. Hey, dude. Oh. Like all, any any Nickelodeon show or Nick at Night show, I was like, "What's going on here?" So what? you can you could, I should sue so that. Then, I should sue the network <laughs> for making you gay. I mean, yeah. well, that, so then I, I find it so interesting with because I have three brothers, you have sisters. What, what what was your coming out moment like? Did you tell a sister first? Like what? Who? Oh God! What happened? <laughs> it was so dramatic, but also oh, it's a great course. story. I I was in a secret relationship my senior year of college. I was in play mm. rehearsal. I was marrying the librarian in The Music Man. My mm. paramour writes me a letter. I drop the letter. It's picked up by my high school theater rival, who then tells the entire school. My paramour is mentally disturbed. And she, the next day at play rehearsal, punches my high school theater rival in the face. <laughs> I'm Gets freaking it. out. I know. Get, so then I have to tell my family. I tell Lisa first, and she's like, I don't believe you. So it was just the most wild. Prove it. Yeah, she's like, prove it. Because I was dating, so I was dating men constantly. Yeah. Well, listen, constantly. you had to cover up, you had to cover up the lesbianisma. Um, did you say this was high school or college? This was high school. This was my senior year of high school. Oh I really decided to, to go out with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the bang was your lover my lover smashing punching my the high brains school. in yeah i oh thought God. you were gonna be like and the name of my high school rival was natalie weiss um LOL. so <laughs> her name was ariel ariel you could not oh, even you, you could never call her ariel if you said ariel she'd be like it's ariel she would correct you. She was. Yeah. Uh, there's a very specific type of person that. And here's the thing: you, if you have a name that people say wrong, you have every right to correct people because you want to be called the right thing. But yeah, it's also a very, a very tense filled exchange because you also oh. you, have to de- you have to decide who you're going to correct. Mm-hmm. Is it worth the correction? And sure. clearly, Ariel said it was always worth it. Uh, Am I at a restaurant? Yeah, the waitress is going to call me Ariel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my, that was my experience. It was, um, incredibly dramatic and full of musical theater, which I guess is my journey. Was your rival in the music man with you? She was in the music man with me. Yeah. 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 So play? I was Marion. I think she was like a pick a, pick a little, talk a little. I think yeah, she was one of those, yeah. those people. One of my dearest friends played a pick a little at the St. Louis Muni, if I may shout her out, Hannah Khan, we love. Um, but no, go on. <laughs> oh, no, it's just that she was a pick a little. My paramour was in the ensemble. She was in the chorus. And she was um, let go from, she was fired from the play after punching my high school theater rival. And then she was, I think, Listen. suspended from school. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was okay. wild. So I, ha- I was so scared that that my theater teacher was going to call up my parents that I told my, I told everyone, but no one believed me. No one believed me. So then I had to like convince everyone. It was okay, wild. That's the twist. That's the twist is like, usually people are like, you know, okay, I'm gay. Oh my God, you're a fucking, you're going to burn in hell, whatever it is. It, but cut to your fucking Pennsylvania. <laughs> cut to my co- sister colleagues. being like, sorry, sorry, prove it. I don't believe you. <laughs> You've it's never very once. in theme it is in theme but I, 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 true true to true to the mandel arc it has drama i mean it's it's <laughs> it's it's giving it's We're giving nothing I, but drama. I, 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well then, that brings us to a segment of this podcast that I've never done before, but I'm very excited to do with you for the first time because I just got to have a dream come true. I guessed it on the Sloppy Seconds podcast with uh, Big Dipper and Meatball. Amazing, amazing podcast. And they have a segment called Slant My Name, where they do a slant on their guest's name and you have to answer questions. Slant rhyme. My friends, um, I'm, and again, I'm giving all credit to Sloppy Seconds for the idea, but I, I've just decided to steal this and see how it goes with marla Mendel. let's start with um marla Menzel. marla who's your favorite alphaba oh shoshana bean controversial same and that is correct that is a correct answer shoshana bean um, she was the first one to take so many vocal liberties that every alphaba had simply had to follow suit to then one up the riffing you know what i mean yeah it, it's always now a competition um what about if i may do a follow-up if tons of high school, college young women are now singing The Life I Never Led, trying to be Marla Mendel, and, and like they're just like, 
fully you are that person to to all these children who was that person to you was there someone whose like song that so resonated with you you needed to sing it was it like i don't know if it would have been like a sudden foster if that or if it was something before that time like what is there someone for you that was alive i never led i mean my trifecta growing up was like for the in the musical theater era was barbara streisand and patty lapone mm. so like mm. metalark by patty lapone i definitely sang that at my sixth grade talent show people were like what the hell is this girl singing the gall and people the are gumption. like i know the gall and the gumption people were like juggling or like twirling a baton <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna sing this five minute story song in which i don't even <laughs> understand the substance yeah my father will play the piano and for whatever reason it wasn't even in front like it was obviously pre-COVID, but we had to film it for some reason. We couldn't even do it in the cafetorium, which was a cafeteria and an auditorium. That yeah. is Patty rich. La- Patty Lapone is, and Barbara, they, they inspired my sound. And then obviously like, you know, when I was in college, it was Adina Menzel and the wild party. So like she, she was formative and obviously alphabet too. Cause wicked came out when I was 18. Did you ever have the, did you go in for alphabet? I did. I did when I was like 25 and they said that my voice was not right for it. And at the time I was so angry, but now I would be too. You could not pay me $5 million. You could pay me $5 million to be Alphaba, but anything but less than that, no, I wouldn't do not it. Not worth it. It's we'll talk about Willy Wonka bed vibes. There's a zero <laughs> chance you would escape. Um, okay. Next one is Marla Mind over matter. Marla Mindell, <laughs> are you a tarot card crystal bitch? Uh, my sister Lisa is, and she, she takes tarot classes. I try to be, I'm a, I'm a meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I'm more gray than I usually am, but I'm a Capricorn and we're so fucking black and white. Listen, listen, I get it. But I do think that Jews as people benefit from meditation because of our generational trauma, creating yes. lots of uh, fight or flight vibes in the head. I think 1, meditation is, is a prescription we should always be uh, given. Um, let's do Marla Mincel. What product would you sell on Shark Tank? Ooh. Mm, uh, mm, shoes that when you kick the toe of them, a built-in flashlight comes out. So if you're, I don't know, in a dark Wait, space... That's actually- Really good. I thought I, I, I'm angry that it's actually a good pitch. Um, I would 100% wear the heel that helps me find my phone when I drop it under my bed. Exactly. Is a yeah, drunk yeah. out. Yeah, you just kick it, kick it against the door and then you can find it. Yeah. Stunning. Do you have yeah. a um a preference for which shark is your favorite? Are you a Lori girl? Are you a Mark Cuban? Are you a Bethany Frankel guesting? What do we feel? Of course, it's a Bethany Frankel guest. I, and I, I feel like that I'm selling, I'm selling it short because like the original judges are the best, but like I, yeah. anything Bethany Frankel, I am a Bethany Frankel girl. Bethany unfortunately knows good t- TV and drama besides yeah. her HBO show, which was trash. Um, <laughs> let's do Marla Mind L magazine. Which magazine made you hornier <laughs> as a kid? Sports Illustrated or Cosmo? Cosmo. Cosmo. Same. I think I had a subscription to that. There was like Teen Cosmo or Teen something. That I had a subscription to. Loved it. And I'm sure Sports it was still like, it was probably still up for teens. Like, here's the 12 ways to lick your boyfriend's scrotum. And you're yes. like, okay, I'm fully 11. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I devouring I, it, devouring, devouring it. Like I'm reading war it. and peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Is that Tolstoy? I, I, I wanted to I make a smart know. reference and I don't know. Um, okay. Final one. Marla mint chocolate chip. What's your ice cream brand of choice? 
Oh, it's Grater's in Cincinnati. Oh. Grater, Grater's toffee chip. Toffee chip ice cream from Grater's is, I dream about it. You can buy them. You, you can buy a six pack of them for like a hundred bucks and they, they <laughs> ship them to anywhere in the United Graters. States. And I've been, I've been thinking of doing it. I've done it a bunch of times. <laughs> and you should and you will. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. Okay, thank you for playing Slant My Name and thank you to the Sloppy Seconds podcast for allowing me to lift your segment. Um, <laughs> so because you are a girlina who likes controversiana, I'm going to bring up uh, a musical that you did on Broadway and then you're going to give me your um, uh, uh, any association or comment back. Um, Cinderella musical, Kiki Palmer as Cinderella Association. I didn't do it with her. I and I I hate that because I feel I like I would fuck I would have loved her. I got out before the Carly Red Jepsen, before the Friend Rusher, the Kiki Palmer, and I and I I rue the day, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, you should those you should, women you are should all sue iconic. the producers of Cinderella. Yeah. Can you imagine you and Fran Drescher? Oh my God. I would die. I would die. I mean, I would she would be my mentor. She's a comedy genius. Yeah, actress lady hasn't yeah. she she's had some controversy recently but i don't think we need oh, really? to delve into it because oh, why okay. would we? yeah um but speaking of controversy i have to say it laura osnes what do you say eek she's in a circus in nashville tennessee that's that's, that's what i have to say fallen. she she has she is now i think performing in a circus somebody told me that listen it's so crazy. I, the only thing that I will say about Laura Osnes is that she was an unbelievably kind human being. And she took us all to the Olive Garden one day um, in between shows. The, but she only ordered one. the Times Square Olive Garden, which was known for having roaches in its soup. But I'll forget that. <laughs> she only ordered a soup and salad, though. I was like, if you're at Olive Garden, you go off. When you you're eat here the, at your family and you yeah, overindulge. Yeah, yeah. We, and you eat the unlimited something. breadsticks. So that that's my that's my hot tea on Laura Osnos. Is that Cut she's only a soup and salad girl. She, she gets recanceled for only being a soup and salad girl. <laughs> I cannot wait for the headlines. Oh, Laura. Poor Laura. <laughs> well, poor all of us. Um, yeah, poor um, all of us. Okay. Um, so then well then let's talk about sister acts on broadway it is no secret that the thing that made me gay was that franchise growing <laughs> up um same were, well were you when you heard the life i never led if we may go back to that did you know that it was going to be sung by uh children for centuries <laughs> no i had no i had no idea you know let me tell you something sister act was my favorite movie as a teenager. I saw it six times in the theaters. I had the cassette oh. tape when I found out that, and I loved sister Mary Robert. When I found out that Wendy McKenna was lip syncing, it's not her actual singing voice. I was devastated, devastated. It's like, it's like a dog died. Um, I, and then when I got the audition for it, I was like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way I'll ever get this part. So it, it was like divine intervention. And I, where had were you no- when you found out you got it? I was seeing, uh, yeah, I was seeing a nymph show. Cesar Rocha texted me, who used Mm -hmm. to cast at Elsie. He was like, congratulations. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, what does this mean? And then my agents were like, hey, can you come down? We need to film you for a TV audition, which was just a ploy. They they filmed me for an audition. And then they brought me into the office. And then they're like, you got the part. And it was my first principal on Broadway. So it was like a dream come true. And we had champagne. And it was amazing. And then I 
I did it for two years, for two years on Broadway, which is crazy. Crazy. years. That gives me a little chillies when I hear that story because there's nothing I like more than hearing when people's dreams come true. I truly mean that. Like if I see a documentary moment of like parents watching their child land something or like i just oh my god i I love hearing that you're and also can we talk about the drama of caesar and your agents congratulations oh yeah congratulations oh i know i know my parents my parents were so thrilled my my dad believes he's celine dion right now like the only thing on his (laughs) facebook are like far left memes and like reviews of titanic (laughs) on the right side of history the right yeah 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 honestly so then, Honestly. so then, let's um, ask the most important next question for the podcast, which is Marla Mandel. If the world was ending, you could only save one character actress. Who would you save? I know this is so in the zeitgeist right now, but like based on her performance in White Lotus, it's Jennifer Coolidge. It's a toss up between Jennifer Coolidge and Catherine O'Hara. To be honest oh, with you, both really, really iconic, great answers. just iconic so- women that are so funny. Like everything they say is just—they're geniuses. Ooh, or Christine Bransky. Oh, oh. Okay, that's my father's son, Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Christine Bransky, Catherine O'Hara, Jennifer yeah. Coolidge. Yeah. If they if they were ever going to bring Mamma Mia back, let's say to Broadway or whatever, would you consider doing that show? It's so funny you ask that because I was just asked to audition for the CETA national tour of Mamma Mia. <laughs> and you said, no. To, yeah, I was, like, I, I was like, here I am. Writing and starring in my own musical, and I still have not graduated, and I guess you never do, out of having to audition for anything, let alone a A Cedar National National Tour. Tour. (laughs) But see, I think that you have graduated. I think it just proves that no matter what you do, the industry loves to make you feel like you're a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, honestly, I think um, I, I'm I'm hoping Titanic is my swan song. LOL. It's the greatest thing I'll ever do. <laughs> besides, besides Sister Act, it's it's the greatest piece of theater. I mean, you'll see it, and it is so up oh your yeah, alley, and it's it's so up it's so up my alley, and it's literally the definitive moment of my lifetime, and I'm very happy. You know, it's like it's not like Mariah Carey. Like I don't need to sing all I want for Christmas every single year. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm very happy yeah. to hang up my hat and say this was the greatest moment of my life, and I'm gonna move on. And then, and then you just do Cedar Tours the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. And then but, my and money the runs way, out. Yeah, and then I do a. Cedar and then your money tour. runs out, yeah. and then yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so you, if you say Jennifer Coolidge, we say Catherine O'Hara, we say uh, Christine, Christine Bransky. You one day, if your schedule allows, you are going to, if you will have me uh be in a live show for that's a gay ass podcast because we did our most recent one in la and it was a smash hit and someone competed on behalf of Catherine o'hara we do a competition for who knows their character actress the best and someone uh, zach noe towers competed on behalf of Catherine o'hara and i find that if you were to compete on behalf of jennifer coolidge you might be a shoe in for first place because I would have you, of course, give an impersonation. I would have you, of course, uh, there's a segment where we have you lip sync to a a scene of one of the character actresses. And so I think we would have you lip sync to a Jennifer Coolidge, like you're not very pretty and you're not very (laughs) bright or something like, I mean, like we'd have to go a little niche or 
you would do maybe a, a dance number to these gays are trying to kill me pop remix. I'm just already mm, thinking. Wow. So I want to manifest. It's like you're manifesting uh, Broadway. We're manifesting <laughs> so many things. I want to manifest Marlon Mandel doing the, that's a gay ass live show in, in, wow. at some time in this life. You give me too much credit. I would have to really work on my Jennifer Coolidge. I I would have to work on her entire ography and oh, my impersonation. You, I would t- I really have to work on it. I have zero zero. Give me some. Yeah, give me a couple months and and watch <laughs> we, me fly. We should not, and then my dream now is to do. We'll do a boot camp documentary style of people getting ready for the, yes. the character actress competition, and um and then that goes to MTV and just like Legally Blonde airing live, we then air the show live and yeah have character dolls and the rest is history. Um. Wow. We just we just created <laughs> a new television a brand, show. A new yeah. television show. <laughs> um, you also are in one of the articles for Vulture. It says, "Quote: The gays are here. Titanic, a jukebox fantasia that imagines Celine Dion survived the Titanic, has found its audience." <laughs> you have always, in my book, been a gay icon. But how does it feel to be solidified in the canon of people that every gay of que- person of queer history? Of queer um, history. You're going to be in bros too. <laughs> I, uh, it's so funny. I did not realize, I never realized that we were writing something inherently queer. Like we were just doing it to make each other laugh, but I guess because we are queer and that, that it has become a gay phenomenon It every single show, you'll see it. It's like a gay football game. If, if gay people liked football and there are some, it is, or it's like a Beyonce concert. People yeah. are up in arms. I also think that it's not just for the gays. I mean, there was like, we have people from Ireland, Germany coming over. It's for, it's for any Selenophile, you know? I was going to say, it's so smart because where I think the smartest thing that shows or any piece of culture can do is if it intersects with queer people that really can embrace it. And then there's like mainstream appeal, a part of it that really appeals to like, like the Celine Dion part. If you have taste, you like Celine Dion and that, that defies sexuality, gender, religion, all of it. So there are so many people that are obsessed with Celine Dion for good reason. And it also happens to be most queer people. And so I could see an Irish tourist being like, yeah, yeah. A, a German Insert. woman came up. She, yeah. Oh, my God. She was like, this is the greatest thing I've seen. Celine Dion is, is sick right now. So to come to see this show, it just means That's everything so to true. me. so true. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the greatest thing to her concert. You know what it is in a way? It's like the – and take this with a, the compliment that it is. It's the lower budget version of the ABBA hologram show in London right now, <laughs> which is like a multi-billion dollar. It's like people probably are probably like – imprinting their Celine Dion's on you because also your impression is so yeah. good and your rendition is so good. They're probably also feeling like they're seeing a Celine concert. They they are. So that's why it definitely, there is, it's a Venn diagram. There is absolutely the gay component. And listen, every gay in the tri-state area has kept this show afloat. And that's why we've mm. been extended and we keep getting extended. But there is also this wonderful uh, sector of older people that just love Celine Dion or international people, people that don't, know anything about the gay agenda lol mm. that are coming and they're just loving it and it really does feel like a celine dion concert i'm so excited for you to see it i think you're gonna lose your mind because oh, it i is- fucking will i'm counting down the seconds until my i'm they're gonna be there in like three two three weeks i can't fucking Love. wait get your tickets now because we're i think we're also selling very very well which is great and rose and, and- from drag race is coming in oh she's she gonna- is yeah 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 she's coming in and she's phenomenal She's gonna Wait, who's uh, she, play. Who is she playing? 
She's going to play the the part of Victor Garber. She's going to be the Victor Frankie Garber. Grande. Yeah, role. the Frankie Grande. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Oh my yeah. God, Rose and and Rose's time on Drag Race proved that um, musical theater people, while yes, we can be annoying, also uh, have more skills than than most. Oh, I mean, 1, Rose can do it all. Oh yeah, huge. Well, listen, before we say goodbye, I have to ask you a question I probably know the answer to, but I ask every Uh-oh. single guest on That's the Gayest Podcast, Marla Mandel, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Ugh, we know it. It's Sister Act. I know. I no doy. No doy, babe. No doy. stupid even off. Yeah, it is. It is the correct answer. And um, if Sister what Act 2... What do people two, say? They, oh. it's, it's usually like a... um. An inner battle between Sister Act, Sister Act 2, and then um, people go to Ghost. There's a, 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 an interesting smattering of people that I've come up with, Rat, rat Race. Um, oh, wow. Because she has a small part in Rat Race, and... Um, there's those are the those are the big ones actually but oh and sometimes color purple if sister act two were to get a broadway uh uh, moment would you do it yeah probably but i wouldn't be mary robert anymore i'd probably be like uh i would probably be the maggie what's her name you'd be the maggie smith part (laughs) maggie smith i would be dave maggie smith yeah, that's how I much time think has passed. You're that old. Um, <laughs> wow. Marla Mandel, thank you for coming on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. This has been a dream come true, and I <laughs> am so obsessed with you, and I can't wait to see Titanic and everybody else to see it. And now, Marla, tell us where can people follow you? Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Marla Mandel. You can go onto my website, marlamandel.com, and you can buy tickets for Titanic Musical at titanicmusical.com. <laughs> and do not delay. They're selling like hot gates cakes with a g my <laughs> friends uh, this has been an amazing episode and marla thank you so much i will see you on the broadway on the off broadway lol well we're manifesting <laughs> yeah we're manifesting thanks for listening to that's a gay ass podcast with the gorgeous marla mandel if you enjoyed this episode and you're new to the podcast why don't you leave a five-star review it, you've heard it before it makes a huge annoying difference so please do me a favor and right now go into that app hit five stars and write a note if you could be so kind if you don't follow me i'm at eric wills and i'll be seeing you next week for another stunning episode I love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.